Hey there, my favorite entrepreneur. Are you ready to take your business to the next level and serious about it? Being an entrepreneur, you know the importance of video marketing. At least I hope you do. And it's one of the only ways to really incorporate all aspects of your brand and also super important to catching your audience's attention because in 2023, attention is so freaking important. I cannot stress that enough, especially as a business owner. And that's exactly why we are unleashing the power of on-brand video, my three-day virtual interactive workshop. Day one, we are clarifying your brand and your target audience. How do you help people or solve a problem and who are you meant for? On day two, we are filming and editing. So I'm showing you guys exactly how I film my videos live and also edit them right in front of you so that there's no excuses. And then on day three, we are systemizing and organizing. So I'm showing you how I organize and how I create a marketing strategy to then film, edit, and publish onto social media platforms for you to like and comment on. So if you're a serious entrepreneur, check out the show notes and save your spot now to this three-day interactive workshop because you are not going to want to miss this. And seats have already started being saved by my text tribe and the waitlist for this event. So check out the show notes and do not miss out and go get your seat right now. Go get it right now, right now. Can't wait to see you there. In today's episode, we are sitting down with live video coach and entrepreneur, Sheree Mahabid. Today, we are discussing the importance around live video and how to build confidence to really show up on live video uh, because it's one of the best ways to build trust and connection with your audience because they see you live. So there's no cuts, there's no takes, there's no edits, all real, all live. We also discussed the difference between value, actual value versus perceived value and how to utilize both to have your audience, your uh, potential customers, I guess, uh, actually turn into customers and convert because they are two different things and you must understand both in order to cater to your audience in the proper way. And with all of that being said, you have nothing if you are not consistent. We all know the importance around consistency. Consistency builds brand awareness. Consistency builds trust. Consistency makes makes and keeps your business at the top of your audience's mind. So when they need to solve that problem or they need or want your product or service, you are the first person that they think of and go to. But before we jump into today's episode, let's hear from some of the ladies that attend my last video creation workshop. Oh, hello. My name is Michelle Steiner, and I took Nazir's um, real course last week, and it was hands down the most incredible course I have ever, ever taken. Did a reel based on what Nazir had taught me, and I got the most views ever, 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 ever on that reel. And the, for me, the the thing that I wanted to learn how to do the most was transitions, because Nazir does really cool transitions, and he taught that. Hi, Nazir. It's me, Lorena Lolo Noble, Miss Lolo No on Instagram. I want to say thank you so much. Oh my God, I took your short form video um, course and um, it was phenomenal. I learned so much and I did my very first reel. 40 minutes and already 
I have like over 3,600 views. That is amazing. OMG. I mean, I've already like gotten results. I am super excited. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you. Hi, everybody. This is Catherine from Shoppers and Customers Podcast. I just want you to know that I have taken Nazir's real course. And since that course, not only have I increased my reels engagement, but I have also gone viral on TikTok. And his course has helped me so much with the transitioning and just learning how to use um, these crazy videos anyways. <laughs> So if you want to change how you create videos and start creating videos that are engaging and that captures your target audience's attention, attend this three-day workshop and change your life forever. Because those ladies, they only attended a one-day workshop. Imagine what we can do in three days. So please check out the show notes so that you won't regret it and save your seat now. Can't wait to see you there. But let's jump into today's episode and welcome Sheree to Never Done Branding, the podcast (laughs) welcome to the podcast that has never done branding where we talk about all things entrepreneurship and not just the glitz and glam that you're used to seeing on instagram but we really get real from breaking down topics and teaching you all things branding to even teach you how to market yourself on social media and of course i have interviews with entrepreneurs from all walks of life to really talk about their experience and break down entrepreneurship for real so if this is your first time here make sure you favorite the podcast and also follow us on all social media platforms so that you can be a part of the community that has never done branding i'm your host nasir joachim brand and marketing strategist so let's get into today's episode Hello, Shree. How are you doing today? I am wonderful. Actually, <laughs> a little bit better than amazing. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I appreciate you so much for being here. Uh, we've actually done like quite a few like lives and things like that together because uh, your specialty is um, is live video and helping people with live video. And I think I was like your nine, 99th episode. Yeah, because I know your 100th one was like coming right after that. So what made you want to get into, actually, before we get into that, I'm over, I'm speeding into the conversation now. Uh, we're going to start off with our first segment. It's time for Attitude for Gratitude. So this first segment is to ask you, what are you grateful for and why? So Shri, what are you grateful for today and why? Well, what I'm grateful for is that I got to wake up to see a new day that I'm here with you sharing my story, being able to help somebody who's on the other end of hearing this message. I'm also very thankful for my daughter, my parents, Robert, my amazing friends, and the clients that I currently have and the, and the future clients, the government contracts that I will win, and all of the mentors and coaches that have coached me from before and will be coaching me in the future. I love that. I love that. And looking at our overall aspect of, you know, your life and just what you're grateful for in today's moment. So I know that I've kind of already kind of tried to rush into the conversation of live video. 
um, just because I love live video and I, I think it's a, an important asset uh, to your marketing strategy. Not fully necessary, but it's definitely very important and it can help uh, anyone in their business. So how did you get into live video and why did you start interviewing entrepreneurs like myself uh, on live video? I got into live video because when I started my business in 2019, it was told to me I need to get testimonials and it was placed on my heart. And you could say the universe or God, <laughs> hear their journey. And I'm thinking, how do I do this? I don't have a studio. I don't have camera equipment. I don't know what to do. 2020 happens. We all know in March we get shut down because of COVID. Yeah. And now I'm trying to build visibility to my business and I don't know how to do this. And I see Ed Milet, Jay Shetty, Lewis Howes, Gary Vee going live on multiple platforms. And I'm thinking, I know I want to do that because look at the visibility that they're getting. Then I see my friend going live on Instagram and I already <laughs> knew because I said, I know her and we mm -hmm. pray together. So let's let me figure this out. Yeah. Using my sales background and understanding it's a numbers game and accepting rejection that came along the way. I actually asked nine people and many would be defeated after nine. But like I said, I have accepted that it's a numbers game and this is part of the process. And the 10th one said yes. Yeah. And that's when I started going live. And I knew that I was bringing forth this dream of mine of bringing a spotlight to, to entrepreneurs. Also, I was getting a masterclass because mm. you ask the right questions You'll get you the answers. The process. Yeah. Right. And it also helped me to start to understand marketing, how to brand, how to how to uh, speak to people, too, because yeah. you're asking questions. And these are things that I wanted to get better at. But at the same time, I was also learning about business yeah. and I was getting in the DMs of so many of the followers and the viewers that would join in. I would also... Learn, I learned how to use IG stories, Instagram stories. I learned to be comfortable. Now, here's a myth that many people don't know. Mm -hmm. Just because you go live with somebody does not mean that you're actually comfortable being in front of the camera. Yeah. So this was something that I had to learn. And that is why, and I think that this year is probably going to ask me the question more, but <laughs> I will just say that. Once I understood how live streaming could open up doors to new audiences, new ideas, and even helping me to get become a better public speaker, be able to present myself, then I realized the power of live streaming. Yeah, no, most definitely. I I personally have always loved live video, uh, and I've been like I actually started, I uh, was like one of the first people that started with like video, like in my school and things like that, when social media started to become more prominent. And I believe that it's a, such a great way for people to showcase their personalities and show every aspect of their brand, right? Like for instance, anybody that has the branding guide, which if you do not, you can check out the show notes and go get the branding guide. But the six different components of your brand is your vision statement, your mission statement, your core values, tagline, value proposition, uh, and brand pillars. And so live video, you're able to kind of showcase any every one of those aspects of your brand because it's in motion, you're talking. And also, I love that you said that with you interviewing those entrepreneurs, while you still had your nine to five, you were able to actually 
ask them the questions that you quite frankly wanted the answers to so that you can help learn and essentially teach yourself within that process with the assistance of these entrepreneurs that you have been bringing on. And also, last thing, is that transferable skills has been such a trend here on the podcast as well, is that you talked about the skills that you've taken from your sales background and actually incorporating it into the things that you're doing today when it comes to entrepreneurship and rejection and, you know, things like that. And so when it comes to rejection, how did you feel like you your sales background really helped you with one, asking people the proper way um, to either be a client or to come onto your show. And also two, um, how it's helped you be okay with the rejection and realize that it's all just a numbers game. When it came to the rejection of asking somebody to be on the show, you can equate that to asking for the offer. Yeah. And it's also understanding in sales, if you let go of the outcome, then you just understand, even though it's free, it's still time that you yeah. have that this person is paying to you. And time does not come very easily. You can't get back the same time, just mm -hmm. like Nasir and I right now, we can't get back the same moment. But you can get back the money that you lose or you spend. Mm -hmm. Now, how you approach the person, how you talk to them and explain why they should be on the show, that's the sale. Yeah. And that's the part of understanding that I was telling myself it's free. Now, yeah. there are people out there who will mm -hmm. say yes, but they really mean no. Mm -hmm. And they only said yes to you because they were being kind. But yeah. when it came down to it, they may not have been very comfortable with you or they may not have felt that they are ready to be yeah. on camera because again, it all, it all has to be perceived value. I yeah. have to see the value of going live with you. Yeah. I had to see the perceived value that my time is going to come into what kind of return. Yeah. And so I, when I started to understand this, I started to let go of the feeling. And yeah. then when the rejections would happen at first, I was upset. I won't lie. I was very upset. Yeah. I was like, why it's free nothing's ever free. Even if they're exchanging, they're exchanging their email with you. They're exchanging their phone number to you. They're exchanging their time with you. Yeah. These are things that a lot of people don't want to give away very easily. So just, just understand that these things that even we think about twice, why do I need to give my phone number? Why do I need to yeah. give my email? Why do I need to give my, yeah. all this information that we should say it's just as, even more than currency because currency yeah. goes, but I will always have your email and I'll always have your phone number. There are people that I have on my phone that I spoke to two and a half years ago, three years ago. And some of them yeah. are very prominent in what they do. And so here I am, I have their phone number and I never really abuse it. Yeah, exactly. So you have yeah. to, you have to build that trust. So that's how mm -hmm. I kind of got over the uh, rejection. Now, now, when I realized my coaching business and my mm -hmm. agency, I always have to remind myself, go back to that day, Sheree, when you had your rejection mm -hmm. and how did you overcome that rejection? Because right now it's two and a half years later, but in the beginning, I hated it. And so yeah. now when I go into a sales call, I always have to remind myself, go back to that day when you realize it's just a question 
Don't get into the outcome because people always come back. It's really funny. People yeah. will come back and say, oh, hey. Oh, they definitely. I've, I've had people <laughs> hey, that like. Hey, do you have a, room? Can I be on your show? <laughs> yeah. Like I've had like clients a year later then come back and say like, yes, I'm ready. Like even to the aspect of what you said of like sometimes people say yes because they might be, you know, afraid of saying no in front of you or something like that and then don't become a client. And then a year later when they're finally ready based on whatever circumstance that you personally had nothing to do with you, that now they're actually ready because something that you said that was very valuable that I want to pull out of there and hopefully don't go over any, anyone's head is understanding your value, but not just that, the perceived value, because those are two different things. And where your perceived value is what the person on the receiving end sees the value in what you're actually delivering, where your value is the actual value of what you're doing or what you have and how much is actually worth. And that's a big thing that I feel like a lot of people need to take into consideration when it comes to your uh, your connection calls, your discovery calls with people, um, and even asking people to come onto your show is what is the perceived value that they need to understand and feel? And also, what is the value that it actually upholds to you and to your business? Are you tired of juggling multiple tools to manage your business? Like the journey of an entrepreneur isn't already hard enough. Introducing Go High Level, the all-in-one CRM software that streamlines your workflow and helps you grow your business. The Neverdone Branding ecosystem is ran utilizing this CRM software. It allows you to easily manage your calendar, book appointments, create invoices, build sales funnels, text and email your clients back and forth, post on social media, and even host your memberships. So say goodbye to the hassle of switching between multiple platforms and also having to remember all of those different passwords. I know I hate that. This CRM software has everything you need to help you run your business efficiently. It's time to start working smarter rather than harder. So try it out for 14 days free with my link that is in the show notes of this episode. You have nothing to lose and everything to experience with this software. So check out the show notes so that you can take advantage of this offer right now so that you can level up your brand in 2023 and beyond. You talked a little bit about your your experience now being a coach and having an agency, but did you really see yourself being an entrepreneur? And if not, how did it actually come about? Because you were in sales previously. So how did you get into entrepreneurship and was it always something that you dreamed of doing? I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I started the business in 2019. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until 2020 when the building of the visibility. And so my understanding was and the conversations that I had with a mentor of mine during that time who was a friend who watched my lives and helped me build to where I am he and I would talk and he would say what would you what about doing a done for you service mm -hmm. what about creating a product or coaching business off of this and at the time I just wasn't ready because I didn't see my value yeah. but it took a hundred lives Instagram live streaming shows later to start working with a paid mentor who then started asking the questions, well, 
if your first business is about virtual assistant and you're not making any money, you're not talking about it, you're always talking about these shows, how many out of that hundred did you coach to get on camera to do a live live streaming show with you and they had never done it? And I told her 40 because at the time, 2020, video and live streaming really wasn't something that people were doing. Yeah. It was really still about, let me just do what I can. And we were building the Zoom calls and yeah. we were trying to adjust to this new life. But no, here I am as a pioneer posting a lot of videos, posting a lot of, li- of live streaming shows. I even got people who stopped me and said, stop doing that. Yeah, You need to post static posts. So yeah. that's when I started to implement static posts. But I didn't understand that until later Yeah, where you have to understand and this is a pro tip. You can live stream all the time, but you also want to understand not everybody likes a live streaming show. Not everybody likes a video. Not everybody likes a static post. Not everybody likes a carousel. And if you're on Instagram or especially I know on LinkedIn polls, mm-hmm. but somebody likes all of them. So you should have all those mediums. So in yeah. 2020, when I'm doing all of this, it was comfortable to do a live streaming show, but it was not comfortable to do a video until I had to start coaching others to do it and putting yeah. myself out there. And when I started my second business, which is what I have now, the one-on-one coaching, I was still trying to figure it out. I was still trying to think about what would my product look like? What would my program look like? How long would it be? How much time do I need to be with them? What yeah. are their pain points that I'm helping them solve? And Here I am trying to build out my live streaming show on LinkedIn, posting content. I was working a nine to five, but I was making money. I was getting the one-on-one calls for my 40. It was at that time, 45 minute call. Mm -hmm. And then I got one person to sign up for my six week coaching. And then in December, nine days before Christmas, December 16th, Mm -hmm. 2021, I got laid off and it was really hard. I was not expecting it, but I had already built a presence on LinkedIn and social media. Well, so I want to get to the original thing of what I asked is... Wait, I'm I'm bringing it back. Okay, okay, perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, no, no, it it all comes together. Did you see yourself actually being an entrepreneur, though? Like, starting out from an earlier age, did you actually see yourself being an entrepreneur? And that led you into 2020 and why you even started video in the first place? When it happened in 2006, 2021, that I got Mm -hmm. laid off, I've always been... It brought me back to this question that you have mm-hmm. that I had always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I have always talked about having a business. So when did you, something. when did you start actually wanting to be an entrepreneur? When was that desire for you and what triggered it? Did laying off trigger you to then say, it's time for me to get started with this? I had already started in 2019 being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that, in 2021 mm-hmm. is the day that I cut the tie of having to have a nine to five as a supplement to my business. Okay. I've always, I, I wouldn't say at least. Well, I mean, 2019 is not always like uh, wanting to be an entrepreneur. I mean, that's just a few years ago. So it's like what I'm No, asking, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, so it's like, no, what I'm trying to say kid, is. Like, did you always say like, oh, I want to have my own business? Or like as a, like, did you go to college and say like, oh, at some point I want to have my own business and sales is why I'm starting out? 
here in sales today? When I wanted to start a business, it was back when I was in my teens. Mm -hmm. But when I went to college, I've always talked about owning my own business. Okay. Even when I was in working a nine to five in my 20s, I was talking about even in my 30s, I've always worked multiple jobs. Mm -hmm. But it was in 2019 after the ex Savina's father, my daughter's father passed away that I realized that you can't leave a legacy with a nine to five. Even in 2017, when Gary V, I saw him on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. in a video said, you can be any age. Actually, I want to talk to the 50 year old because at this point they've come to a realization that they can cut ties. Yeah. So, so these were all of these These are all the instances that I wanted to have my own business. Even Mm -hmm. when I left a job in 2008, I still, I had like, I thought I could make money off of this one thing, but I didn't know how to, to do it properly. So it didn't work. And I ended up having to leave to come to Houston. But the reason why I bring up the layoff is because Mm -hmm. That, that was the trigger the, point for you. Like, that was a trigger point yeah. to go full time. I've yeah. always had the side business. I was always building this side business. 20, yeah. 21 June is when the real business that I'm doing right now helped me enter full time entrepreneurship. That's so amazing. like that's that goes back to your question, because it yeah. is a series of events that sometimes we overlook that yeah. we think. That, wait a minute, no, the thought of owning a business had always been there. I had always wanted to. I'd always had people asking me, what do you want? I thought it would be a bar. I thought it would be a restaurant. So I thought it, it be- would be stocks. Yeah. Did, is it because your your parents were maybe entrepreneurs or your family? Or was it just something that you were just like, I don't like the way that I'm being treated at these organizations and I can create my own environment? So like, what do you feel like that seed was to that entrepreneurship? Because I've talked about plenty of times for myself is that my parents both were, my dad has never really had a job. I mean, he had like one job when I was like little. After he got hurt from that job, he really didn't have another job and he created his own journey of entrepreneurship with his construction company in real estate. And then my mom, she always was like you that had a nine to five, but also was working on a business as well. And then she finally went full time when she, I think, acquired a bartending school at some point. So it's like, where do you feel like that seed of entrepreneurship came from um, that then was watered over time to now blossom into the tree that you are today? I even the I mean, like as we're thinking about because I'm going back in my teens. Yeah, I was I had learned about MLM. So Mm. I understood about MLM. Yeah, but it was and it was because I wanted to have my own money to be able to buy stuff. And I always wanted to. I would save my <laughs> I would save my lunch money so that I could buy <laughs> shoes and purses. Yeah. And then came I told my mom I always wanted to I would clean her house and I would clean other people's homes. She didn't like that idea. So okay, well yeah. <laughs> maybe I could do yard work. And so yeah. I just didn't want to get dark. Like <laughs> but I wanted to make money. I just wasn't really good at understanding at sales or my concept, right? Yeah. So all these years, even Mary Kay, thinking about doing Mary Kay as a, a side hustle. Yeah. Then there's the idea of, okay, I was introduced as an HR and, and I learned that in two, and it was in 2007, there were a lot of HR contracts. 
contractors. Yeah. So you would just, and I was thinking about that. And then there was before the burst housing bur- bubble that happened to 2008, I was approached many times to, t- to learn about how to write the loans. Yeah. Then there was the, cause there was more MLM, yeah. but then it came to a point where I said, what can I do? Yeah. And that's when in 2019, where I took, I was like, because I always said this, I want to be able to create a business that a white collar or blue collar can do as a side gig like a Uber or a food delivery. And they don't want to do that, but they can work from home and still be with their family, but I can outsource it. I can get the work. I don't have to do the work. I had always had, this was in 2017, 2018. This thought came to mind because from the teenage until that point, I had been thinking about it. And then when the push came is when my ex passed and I said, you know what? No more. And I just wanted, I didn't even have business cards. I was writing on cards. I mean, that's okay. My (laughs) name, I mean, I already had business cards from the company I worked for, but I would change and sell them the services I did. And that's how, and then in 2021, in 2021, that's when God said, you know what? I will push you right into it. Right. Because the business, the second business was exactly where he knew this is going to make her money. This is the time. Bye. And, you know, to take it back to what you said when it comes to MLMs, uh, in previous episodes with Whitney K and also uh, Araya McGarry, which you guys can go back and listen to those episodes. I highly suggest you do. Um, They also talk about being a part of MLMs at some point. You weren't necessarily a part of one necessarily, but you said you learned about what MLMs are and what they do. And so they were a part of like, you brought up like Mary Kay and, you know, um, I forget what Whitney was a part of. But they learned the bones of business and how to conduct business and how to do sales calls and uh, how to actually turn people into customers, that conversion process, right, um, through the MLM and use those skill sets that were transferable into the business that they have today. And the very same way that you've been able to look at MLMs, say, these are the bones, and then also go into sales and say, this is the formula of how you guide a call or guide a sales call into a conversion. And then how can I actually utilize that into my business today? And that's push was there because you were learning all of those things along the way, right? And I've, I've talked I, about- how, I did yeah. do a few MLMs. I did do a okay, few you MLMs. Did. But what I MLMs have, were you a part of? I was part of one that uh, Stormy is where she does the TLC. Yeah. Yeah. TLC. I did one that was a gel that helps. I also did, that was a two that I did and I said no more, Mm -hmm. but I have been in sales for um, the time that I was 18 sales support. I've always supported this team, the sales team. And I even did sales. I went from being a sales rep, I did door to door sales. It was for electricity. And I really learned about objection handling and numbers and talking to clients. Because if for those who were in, in any kind of supportive role, auditor or HR, or even, you know, financial analyst, which I was, you are your customer is your internal team. So you yeah. have to learn how to sell. You're always selling, even to your kids, you're selling your husband, <laughs> your your family, you're selling something. So 
sales has been part of me for all these years. And when I was a door-to-door sales rep, it was just different because I had to learn how to get in real life, the gatekeeper. So I'd have to go to the back and then (laughs) learn how to get through the front door. And then there's all these tactics, but yeah, there's like so many tactics when it comes uh, in to sales and, you know, all of those things. And I think it's very useful for a lot of people to understand sales and to understand that, it's necessary as a, to be a successful entrepreneur is to learn how to sell. And I feel like that is something that a lot of people scary away from. That's why so many people nowadays talk about attraction marketing, attraction marketing, which is great because that's essentially what live video does is you're attracting your customer through that video. But prospecting is also very beneficial and then selling people in that process as well uh, because you're able to go out and understand more of who your ideal customer is. Because would you agree that each one of those calls helps you get a better understanding of who your target audience is? It does. The more conversations you have, the clearer you are about your offer. And even if you go live, you still need to ask the question, does this make sense to you? Is this what you like? Because based on their reaction, then you'll know. Even the copy to the live, what are you saying to drive people to your live? Then there's, okay, if you have the live, then what are, what is the content that's driving to pay attention to you? Yeah. So if there's somebody who's listening right now who doesn't know who I am, and you go to my Instagram, my LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, <laughs> then you're going to go through a journey because you're going to see who is Shri, what does she do, how does she help, what can she do for me? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, this year, we're all selfish. We want to know yeah. what can you do for me. Well, I'm not, but I mean, most <laughs> of us are. <laughs> but you want, even on your guests, yeah. you want to be able to bring somebody who's going to bring add value to yeah, you. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And then at the same time, they're going to be sharing this episode to their audience and who would find you. And by the way, anybody who's listening, that's my audience. Definitely <laughs> book a call with this year. Trust me. Yeah. Well, you know, for a while, actually, my podcast was enjoying more of my solo episodes than my guest episodes. Like, I actually was thinking about cutting my guest, uh, my guest like interviews to like one or two a month because of the lack of uh, growth within those because of certain entrepreneurs that we won't call out here today on this this episode but um but it but then i realized that at the end of the day i'm doing this podcast not for my own personal growth because the podcast i want the podcast to grow yes that's great that's a um a byproduct of me doing this consistently but the true focus is actually bringing the journey of entrepreneurs and showcasing and pulling out the learning lessons that you can take away from every single person's journey that's why every time you're done speaking i always try to pull out the main things that people need to make sure that did not go over their head and say hey this is something that you can take away from this and learn from this and so rather than me looking at it from my own surface point of view of let me get the people that have the most following the most verified because those are all the first 10 guests are all people that have more than 20,000 followers that um that were interviewed on the podcast so if i was just to go for that selfish point of view 
I will probably not necessarily have any guests on my podcast because people weren't necessarily listening to those. They were coming more so from me. But now that I've been able to realize that my show is to bring different learning lessons and different experiences and different backgrounds and different women and things like that onto the podcast to showcase that you can do it too. Because your journey is very different from any everyone else's journey. And I strategically ask every single one of my guests to come onto the podcast because I know exactly what I want to showcase to my audience within that time, within that date, and within the sequence of all my episodes to show that this is the journey of an entrepreneur. So for you, when it comes back, let's bring it back to live video. What are three things that you feel like were the hardest thing about live video that you've learned within your process and your journey in discovering this new found love of, um, of live video? Understanding who are you speaking to? Are you speaking mm -hmm. to the person that's in the beginning of their journey? Or are you speaking to somebody in the middle of their journey? Or yeah. are you speaking to somebody who's at like a more experienced yeah. in their journey? Then two is Nasir talked about that. And that is understanding you are part of this show. Yeah. So it's okay if you go live by yourself or you have a podcast episode by yourself because now we get to know you as the person, yeah. but also what have you learned and have been able to apply in those lessons, right? Yeah. Because you as a coach are all of these episodes give us something. Yeah. And then three is how to drive people to your live show. Mm. And it's not just posting content. You got to yeah. get into the DMs and nurture that relationship and go into it knowing you're not going to get a sale unless they ask. If they ask, yeah. go ahead. But even then, I'm still nurturing even after you've asked me because I don't, I, I'm like, I'm going to get the sale. Yeah. Either you are going to give me the sale or you're going to tell a friend about me and I'm going to yeah. get the sale. But this, this relationship. That's, that's the thing that happens all the time. I had someone that never purchased from me, but she thought what I did and what I had was great, but it wasn't a necessity for her. She referred like three people to me and never purchased. Right. She was all through Clubhouse, like, Nasir, book a call with Nasir. He's amazing. I love, like, you know, what he's offering, things like that, and literally gained three clients just from that one person that never purchased anything. So I, I totally agree with that. You need those raving clients, your raving fans. Yeah. We see we are raving fans to somebody. Yeah. But we need our own raving fans. And even if they've never worked with you, they like you, they trust you, and they value yeah. you. Yeah. You gotta understand that. That's huge. Don't go around and abuse people's your relationships or use people. It's not worth mm -hmm. it. Exactly. Because you'll get people, there, there are people out there. Now, I know oh, here you've had a few of those that you're like, really? And, I, yes, and yes. I've had that. And I yeah. don't think you can, you, that's a question of yours, but yeah. I had that done recently and it opened my eyes to. What exactly? Under, so I had somebody come and they said, I want to collaborate with you. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, cool. We love that. <laughs> so I want to collaborate with you. I want to go live with you on TikTok and I want to be able to do X, Y, Z, or yeah. it was Instagram or LinkedIn. Now you start to talk to them. You got to ask questions. Yeah. You also have to understand who are they? 
Yeah. You'll see the truth in their comment in their comments, in their in their social media, in their mm-hmm. especially if they're on Instagram, and you will understand their life circumstance. So yeah. anybody who's very desperate will come out and they I, do I think. T- Totally agree with. I totally agree with that. Like, and that's why I don't do collaborations uh, very often at all. Like, especially if, like from Clubhouse. Clubhouse, I would literally speak on a stage, and because this is, I mean, this is true. So it's not anything that I'm being arrogant or cocky about. But when I do speak, it, it is there's a presence. There's a there's a inspiration there there's a certain level uh that i hold when i do speak and i'm very aware of that that's why i have a podcast now and so that attracts so many people that i will get people messaging my dms oh my gosh i would love to do a clubhouse room with you oh my gosh i would love to do a live with you oh my and i'm like okay about what and they have no ideas because they're more so attracted to the selfish thing that they can uphold from that rather than what do you what do i actually benefit from this Nothing, and then you know, falling through and things like that because there was nothing there to begin with. It was just their just uh, attraction to whatever uh, feeling that they may have felt within that moment, and that's why I strategically ask people that I know we will mutually benefit to either do a, a podcast episode or to do a collaboration with me because we're mutually benefiting, and I'm not just asking you because oh, I see something for myself. Because that's that is not going to last. It's really not. <laughs> no, so it's totally not. Agree. And stop asking for free advice and never following yeah. through the collaboration. Just pay. If yeah. your intention is, I want to know what you know and you want, and this is an objection. Yeah. Don't. And I probably will get people coming in my DMs by saying that, but don't <laughs> come to collaborate with me. Yeah. If you, all you want is for your benefit. No, I agree. If, you want, if it's if you want for that, yeah. pay for the time. Book a call and pay for it, and I will gladly walk you through a very strategic way. Not yeah. even just using like us. Like I will walk you through A B C D. Same yeah. thing with Nasir. Just pay him. And why why borrow what I've done? Why don't I help you get somewhere even faster with a very detailed plan blueprint for you. that will. That will actually be successful because what Nasir and I did worked for what we're where we are. Even today, yeah. like think about this, Nasir. I heard you on Clubhouse, mm-hmm. and if you realize this time, that t- two years ago, everything that we have done has brought us to this moment. Yeah, every opportunity that we have has mm-hmm. brought us to this moment. So I don't, I don't regret the people I paid. I regret the people I didn't pay. Yeah. Because they gave me yeah. some gold gems, I I should have paid them. Yeah. Two, I never I've had it more like people have abused me to take advantage of what mm. I know. Yeah. But there are some collaborations. It was very mutual. I should have taken that chance to say, "Can I ask you one question? If it's okay." Because I was yeah. so grateful they collaborated. Like you, Nasir, I was so grateful. I could have asked one question. You yeah. said sure. <laughs> Now, yeah. if I ask like 10, then you're like three. But yeah. <laughs> in in a case like that, one question, yeah. you've done all this work, you've concepted, you put together, like Nasir's amazing at he's got these ideas. But mm-hmm. I edit, I edit videos pretty well. And I can also say, hey, how about this and how about that? We put together a video, you guys are gonna be like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. 
But there's also, but it's also like understanding how do you bring two brands that are different and similar? Mm -hmm. And then Nasir would have been like, okay, this is what we can do. And now because of that experience, I can use that for others. Yeah. I agree. I did something wrong. It's just... And we're very much in an era right now where a lot of brands are collaborating with each other that align with their core values. And I actually had a room earlier today where I talked about core values and brand pillars and why they're important to understand. Like, because if, for instance, my core values don't align with yours, then it's like, okay, might not be the best collaboration. Or if it does, then it's like, okay, it might be the best collaboration. Like, for instance, I just saw something where uh, Tiffany's and Nike are now collaborating together uh, wow. on like a line. And you would <laughs> never think of anything like that before. But if you truly do dive into the feeling and the um, lifestyle that they both kind of embody and evo- uh, emote, is that, okay, it actually does kind of make sense depending on how they're bringing this collaboration together. So I think it's super important to bring it all the way back to branding never done branding the podcast is that branding is so important because we are never done branding we are never done branding and you have to have a clear understanding of what your brand is so that you can communicate um your pitch to people like sheree to come onto the podcast or to go onto a live with her um, you have to be able to understand your brand to know how you're going to conduct your discovery calls. You're going to under, have to understand your brand to know what type of services and products you want to offer. So, Sheree, we are coming up to the end of today's episode, which means it's the branding alert. And this segment is just where <laughs> this segment is just where I ask you, what is your favorite brand and why? To showcase the entrepreneurs of why people like certain brands and how they can incorporate it into theirs. So you're gonna laugh, but I thought for a very long time I lighted the United Colors of Benetton. Benetton. <laughs> <laughs> because I like the Huh? What is that? Benetton is a brand that used to, whenever you would see their clothes, uh-huh. would always have different ethnic ethnicities. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just one person that you saw. Uh-huh. And this was my opening to what's out there in the world. Yeah. Now, I've also enjoyed Coca-Cola uh-huh. and I'm, I'm going to, I'm real basic and like Lucky Charms. Yeah. <laughs> because I would see the cartoons and I just followed the brand until I realized I can't eat that anymore. But yeah. <laughs> these are the few things that I understood in life. Now, as somebody who goes into marketing, I understand how you want to, how do you want others to perceive you? How colors yeah. now when you're starting, you're trying to figure this out. But as you understand you and this was the journey from last year, who yeah. am I? How do I, how do people, how do others view me? And if I look at Lucky Charms, I look at Benetton. These are the things that they went through. Some of you don't know who Benetton is, but some of you know Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms does not look the same when I was a kid. But Lucky Charms still is Lucky Charms. And it might have changed a little bit, but they've kept the same messaging. You know, at the end of the rainbow, there's a treasure at the end of the raider. (laughs) Rainbow. So if you can figure that out, if you can understand who you are and understand you, your story changes also, mm-hmm. you'll realize like, wow, this is this is just a part of me of exactly. so much yeah. more. Yeah, exactly. And it, it just 
it goes back to having that clear understanding of your brand. And that's why in my branding guide, what you guys can check out the show notes to go get along with learning more about Shree. But um, within the branding guide, I have on the first page, like what branding is, the different components of it, but a Venn diagram, that's one circle. That's how you want to be perceived. And this is how people perceive you and your brand lies right there in the middle. So before we close out here in today's episode, what would you tell a new entrepreneur that is just getting started and that are on their journey of being an entrepreneur? What would you tell them that you may have wished you've known in the beginning of your journey? Have grace with yourself. Mm, seriously. That grace, is, <laughs> that grace, it comes from you start to compare to others or yeah. that it has to be perfect. Stop. Just yeah. put yourself out there and learn from it. Yes, put some thought. But in some cases, like myself, I kind of knew I, I knew two steps and I just went with it. Yeah. It, it, technically, you only need one. And then when you do... Have grace with yourself with what happens if nobody mm-hmm. comes to the call, if nobody shows up for your pose, then it makes you see, okay, let me just see what I need to do differently. Cause now yeah. that grace is coming out and you're like, I did it. I got to win. I posted yeah. now. Let me learn how to get better. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Well, thank you so much, Sheree, for coming on today's episode of the podcast. If you guys just want to learn more about her and how you can get connected with her, just check out the show notes as you can check out the show notes for every single episode to learn about my guest. Remember, my name is Nasir and I'm never done branding and darling, neither should you. I'll see you in the next one. Bye. <laughs> I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you made it this far, you're stunning. (laughs) I hope you really got some value to take away, to apply to your business and or life. But don't forget to leave us a review because I would love to hear your thoughts on the show. But also, you may just end up being my next community spotlight where I spotlight you here on the podcast along with my social media platforms. And lastly, don't forget to share this with your friends and family so that they can also get in on the value. Thank you again, and I'll see you in the next one.